Merry Christmas. Well, as we record this episode, it's Christmas Day 2023. As you listen to this episode, it'll be the day after Christmas. So we're hoping that you had a Merry Christmas and we're wishing you a very happy new year. This episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit more laid back, a little less structured, because we're going to reflect on this year that is coming to a close. It's good to have a laid back episode before this year comes to an end going into 2024, because we predict that 2024 will be a very chaotic year. So I imagine there will be a lot to cover. So as we reflect on the year and we make some predictions going into next year, it's a good way to do it. Chill, laid back, peaceful, reflective. And then we're also going to cover a very interesting internet beef that's taking place right now between the guys over at Andrew Schultz Podcast Flagrant and the guys at Fresh and Fit. And you may be very surprised as to how this beef initiated and you might learn that it gives further credence to the whole blue pill versus red pill dichotomy that we're seeing take place in society. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news, and relevant subjects with a philosophical and comedic flair, and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. Thank you guys for another year of listening to us, downloading, sharing, giving five-star reviews. Um, It means a lot. It's, uh, it's been, it's just, it's great. It's, it's a, it's a great thing to be able to do, to, to have a a platform, to be able to take information, dissect it and regurgitate it, give commentary on it, review it, analyze it, observe it in a way that, that people appreciate and, uh, people find useful. So, so it's, it's always, always great. Um, it's crazy. The it's, we're recording this on Christmas as, and, and I mean, we've already kind of shown that yeah. level of, of, of dedication <laughs> that like rain, sleet or snow, sick, not sick, holiday, not holiday. We're gonna, we're gonna do the episode. <laughs> we are. Um, there's there's so no... we 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 haven't missed a week in no no in i don't know how it was it was we when we first started we weren't always consistent with with the week we were we were 
pretty consistent on the day of the week, but like it wasn't, we weren't, you know, starting off, it wasn't like every week, but yeah. then, but then we got to a point and it was, I remember it was after we went to that, that podcast seminar. Yes. And then basically like after that, like every single Tuesday, rain, sleet or snow, there's an episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I found it interesting that the times where like, if I was sick and you did the episode, I actually was excited because, like, damn, what are the topics? Yeah. So I, I actually enjoy those episodes because I'm like, okay, now I feel like I get to be, be in the audience yeah. and just watch the show. So so that's uh, definitely very interesting. And, and I'm happy. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that we don't miss an episode. Um, that's because we we find it to be important, like, to, to always be consistent with you guys. We love it when we, we, uh, you know, what's weird. Do we call it tweet or what do we call it now? The, uh, I think it's still a tweet. Yeah. Man. Right. So for now I'm going to say tweet until we, we get a good name for that. Well, cause, cause I, I cause, can't be saying know, I started Xing. Well, no, but on, 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 on X, it still says like, if you want to retweet something, it still says retweet. Yeah. So I guess it's still a tweet. It's just. Yeah. A tweet on X. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on X tweeting. <laughs> no, but like every time we tweet, uh, like we, we get those people that are always like engaging with us. Yeah. I, I find that to be like, first of all, crazy. Because like, the fact that like it's someone in a different state or in a different place and, and they have things to say, they uh, talk to us about what, they thought about what we said on a certain episode. So it's definitely interesting. It's de and, and, and it's like hugely appreciated because we do it. We do it for like the audience. Um, Cause the thing is this without the mics, I think we're always going to be like that with each other. We're always yeah, going to have yeah, like yeah. one hour conversations about the world. Yeah. But like, I think um, the fact that you said, Hey, you know what? you want a podcast and i was like uh, like you sure yeah fuck it you want to do some research on some mics and now we're sitting here and every tuesday we release an episode it's like in a way we're we're kind of letting people into what we do like yeah, yeah what we yeah. would normally do yeah and we get to speak candidly we we get to inform people which is which is badass and then and, and then it's like a muscle like like oh, I talked about very, uh, very yeah, much yeah like last week which is like we're always we're always on the go and it's like it almost refortifies that because I feel like we we're always going to be interested in cool shit or or like interesting stuff and in the future so Stimula stimulating topics yeah like anything that stimulates us we're just like naturally gonna do it but now it's like you feel like that extra sense of responsibility to yeah. the people that listen to us and then what's interesting is since doing this i noticed that whenever i'm in a place where i have to talk or i'm talking about something or i have to give my opinion about something you know referencing what you said about it being like a muscle yeah it's like a lot of times i find myself like easily like dominating Yes, because it because it is like a muscle. It's just like you you might be so you're you're so informed and you're so used to speaking about certain things or 
or just speaking in general that when it is your time to speak it's like and then and then people will point out like oh you you speak very well or you're like yeah eloquent, or like you're <laughs> you're very informed or, you know stuff like that it's crazy it's almost like a it's it's this is almost practice uh not only in having a lot of information and dissecting it but also practice in public speak like being able to like talk about it in a digestible way yeah because because the thing is it's like different people understand different things and so in different ways yeah. so so um and one thing that that, that you you notice from uh, a lot of speakers is like some of them they could get away with certain verbiage or yeah. certain like high level verbiage but then some people like they'll talk real like um basic but get more across yeah and so just like the wide spectrum of things it's like it's, it's, it's crazy because uh I, I think it comes from the fact that we also take in a lot of information yeah we're always sharing someone's podcast with each other someone's show articles yeah, yeah. and so talking about books or oh, this book that yeah book, yeah yeah like we can appreciate certain types of movies at certain uh, times we can appreciate certain types of medias uh whether it be podcasts or the news like even though they might like be completely different from each other yeah. we might look at a like because we this doesn't happen often but there there might be like a uh an article that might come out on vox that that we might not agree with but we find vastly interesting yeah and it's like okay, cool. We don't fuck with Vox in, th in that regard, in the regard of like wh what th what they're on. But they might have hit like a certain uh, yeah, the, topic. We, yeah, we'll, where we find that there's something to gain or learn from. Yes. Yeah. And so, so I always found that very interesting. Um, and uh, I think it just equips us to be able to talk to different types of people, which. I mean, we, we come across different types of people every day just because of the nature of, like, where we're at all the time. Yeah. We're in the city, which is definitely a vast amount of people uh, from different backgrounds. And so uh, different age groups. How You know, like, when you talk to younger crowds as, as older crowds. So, I don't know. It, it, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting because there are certain things that older people don't even give a fuck about. That we're like, oh no, this is what the future is looking like. And then there's certain things that that the younger kids don't even think about that older people think about. But it's like I feel we're we're all encompassing in in in, yeah. in, in all like the topics. Like I, I I like boomers don't give a fuck about no red pill, blue pill. Like yeah. if they're listening to us, I'm like, wow, this is an actual thing. And it's like this is a way to become hip to yeah. what's going on and what's catapulting the future. Yeah, and so, um, and then and then I think us being millennials too speaks on a lot of shit because we we like if you cut our lives in half, it was like everything was. What's the word? If this is a digital world, everything was mo like analog. analog. Yeah, and so like we we kind yeah. of understand like. Well, did you ever hear Andrew Tate talk about how 
and it's very interesting when you think about it. And you would never think about it on on at at its at its face value, but when when you hear him elaborate on it, it's very interesting and it makes a lot of sense. Did you ever hear him talk about how he feels like American Pie the movie was representative of like of peak civilization that like after that American Pie represented civilization at its like at its peak and then after that like it, it was all downhill from there I never heard him talk about that but it makes a lot of sense if you think about the movie American Pie though like, why How, what, what? Be, be, because like it's kind of like imagine like when your dad is telling you like oh this is what it feels like 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 American Pie and like dude is so like innocent to shit where yeah. he, he like doesn't so he ends up fucking the pie like <laughs> if you think about it from that perspective it's like you don't understand where it goes to from here Pornhub will be everywhere yeah well, it, it's something to that effect yeah like like you don't like you're like so almost innocent to, to, to a degree like we came from the era where like a porn mag was it yeah like, it was almost like a taboo thing like oh shit now it's like everything is so Dude, saturated I remember, sexually i remember do you remember those wwe magazine well back then it was wwf but do you remember the magazines yes and i remember i remember every every magazine like poster it, it, of, of one of the the chicks <laughs> yes and, and i, I had trish that is yeah, yeah, lita exactly <laughs> and and like how that was like a big deal to us. We yeah. Were like, and they weren't naked or anything. They and had we were, bikinis. And we were like, whoa, <laughs> damn, that's it. And then, and then in school, people would be like, man, I got the one with, with Tris. Oh, let me, I'll, sw I'll, I'll swap. You. Yeah. <laughs> I got the one with Lita. Yeah, so yep. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And, and yeah, like now, like like nothing like that exists or take place. But but that's that's exactly what he pointed out how and he gives like a lot of context to 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 his perspective he's like you think about the the guys like you had it, then it was like you still had groups of guys that did stuff together like yes. that would go out and get into adventures together they would like girls and stuff like that but they would all like at some point like kind of reconvene with each other yes and and basically the movie is like each guy in the movie had like that girl he was after, but yes. it wasn't like through some like online shit or no. like the phone or texting. In the movie, like the guys are having like phone conversations with the girls. Yeah. So they still had to like have game and and everything like that. Yeah. And then and then the the uh, uh what was the girl's name uh Shannon was it Shannon Elizabeth like the oh the, yeah the, the one that that uh that J the main character Jason Biggs character yeah uh uh is trying to get the, she was a foreign exchange student exactly yeah. like she didn't have her ego inflated by the internet so like a guy like a normal like small town guy could like still pull her yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying and, wow. and, and, and yeah and, and you think about that it's like so much of what's in that movie, which all things considered wasn't that long ago. I mean, it, it was a while. It was some time ago, but it wasn't that long ago where you would expect the world to be so different. And what's different is like not that like, oh, there's cars in that movie driving and now we have flying cars 
No, that's not what's different. It's like it was more so the 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 social fabric has decayed. That's what has yeah. changed so much. And so it's interesting because when he says that, when and, and when I heard him say that, I was like, where's this guy going with this at first? He's like, he's like, yeah, I feel like American Pie is representative of like peak humanity. Like that was like like as good as it's gonna get and yeah. it just was all that and then and then when he goes and starts pointing it all out it's like wow that's 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 very interesting yeah yeah and i, I always remember because my dad man he used to love those movies because like it was funny to him yeah it was like kind of an understanding of yeah. like how shit worked. Yeah. It was like still relatable to to an older guy. Of course. But still very relatable to the younger guy. Because basically how how men operated it was yeah. some things that looked different but all in all it was generally the same concepts. Yeah. But then we got into into like a realm where where how you have to maneuver through the world yeah. changed pretty drastically. Yeah. And then you fast forward and, like, there is no comedy movies like that. No. There's no... And even, even if there were, was, like, the things that they explore, it would be just different concepts because things are so different. It's a different time, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I never I never thought about that and I never saw the Andrew Tate video, but it, it does make a lot of sense because it goes back to, like, looking at things like, like digital and analog. Like, yeah, I just can't see an American Pie movie being made now. No, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, and I'm not saying th- like with the cast. I'm saying the type of movie. Yeah, that's like long gone. Uh, it'll be. I don't even know if we'll ever see a movie like that. Um, there would have to be a dramatic shift in culture, which we are going through a, a dramatic, through some shift. I don't know if I want to say it's dramatic, but. Uh, there is kind of like this impending impending like doom for like the the what were like household staples so like disney is struggling greatly yeah. so like what will happen is it just going to just like change course and then it'll just remain Disney or is this going to be an opening for like a new wave of movies for children content for children and so I don't want to say that 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 uh it's a good thing because you just never know but I, I do want to say that, that that like there is like some room right now for for like a change of course when it comes to that and then you start looking at other things and you're like okay cool um, culturally, uh, there are a lot of W's, even though there's also a lot of L's that have yeah. been taken. So you, we're kind of in a state of limbo right now, I feel. Uh, not sure where we're heading. Um, what, what do you think th- this year, culturally, what were some, some L's and what were some W's? Um, W's, definitely um, social media. I feel like we saw a player grow its stable and rumble. Uh, we saw a big social media change because it, it was bought this year, wasn't it? X or Twitter at the time? Or was that 2022? 
I don't I don't remember. I mean, yeah, because because that that was that's a probably the hugest W because we've seen a lot of people that were quote unquote canceled before that are now on Twitter or on X, but formerly known as Twitter. And and so to me, like that that has changed the landscape in the now, and then also moving into twenty twenty four, and and like uh, obviously going to be the most political year. So so Musk initiated the buy of Twitter in April of twenty two, but it was completed in October. It was official in October of twenty two. So the back end of twenty two. Okay, but. The full, the, the, the full effect was this here. Yeah. yeah. And, and it certainly felt like that. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, now we have Tucker on X. We have Alex Joan on X. We have Andrew Tate on X. Trump is back on X. Doesn't really tweet but or doesn't really, like, uh, do anything on there. Uh, I, although I did hear that he, like, re- retweeted something the other day. The last thing I heard he did was the mugshot. No, I think I I, I could have sworn. Matter of fact, I'm going to look it up right now. That he either reposted something. Let me see. Real. No. No, I think it was just a mugshot. Yeah, that's the last thing I heard he did on there. Yeah. So that was it. Uh, Otherwise, um, he really... But he can be on it, which yeah. is crazy, because <laughs> um, then then we we've seen like how deep like intelligence agencies were connected with with X. Which when he when Musk unbanned Trump, that was a huge win. Yes, even if he doesn't like use it, it was just like what it represented. Yeah, yeah, and so really the only guy that I that I at least. Uh, on the surface level that I can think of right now that I want back is, uh, is, is, um, Nero, um, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh yeah. 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 Wow. So he's still banned. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would, I, I would be very interested in, in the things cause he's just like, just a very, a head type of guy. So like, uh, you like guys that think the way he does. Um, because it makes you, it makes like the gears turn in your head. Like, damn, what is this guy seeing? You know? Yeah. And that that's one thing that I feel really like no one has really given him the props. No. Because I feel like we've looked at him. A lot of people are dismissive of him for some reason. Yes, dismissive, and also like they fall for the antics, which is fine. Whatever the antics, uh, you you live by the antics. You, I guess you die by the antics. But when you look at like. Beyond the surface level, whether dude's gay, whether dude's straight again, whether he turns gay, I don't give a fuck about all that. It's the content yeah. that 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 he's talking about yeah. and the way he looks at the world and observes it. Yeah, like that's the, the magic about Milo Yiannopoulos that people really don't talk about and don't give him props for because no. they always fall for the antics. Yeah. Um. So I would, yeah, I think that would be uh, amazing if he came back. But I, w- I would say that was probably the biggest W's. Um, the L's, I feel like. Let me see, what's one big L that we that we that we might have gotten? 
Well, I think uh, for the most part, films have been trash. I feel... Um, but I, I thought this year was better than... Pre- like, like, this year had Air. That was great. Yes. Uh, well, uh, yeah, the Oscar-type movies, the ones that I feel like would be nominated, amazing. But I feel like... See, back then, we, we were able to have those in line... But we still had like some like summer blockbusters where oh I see well, so like the you're talking about the the block the summer blockbuster yeah, yeah that as a, as a whole really like well but those been and, and they've been they've been like flop city those yeah. those yeah but I think what we so I gotta see this more. I haven't seen it but but have you read up on have you heard have you looked at any reviews for Godzilla minus one Godzilla minus one (laughs) 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 yes no I've heard a lot of good things about it I've heard a lot of great things about it yeah and and there's so many good video essays on on YouTube about basically Godzilla minus one Flipping Hollywood on its head because it's critically acclaimed. Yeah. So far, from what I understand, the movie has done has done relatively well considering its budget. And it, it's from what I gather, it's a very good movie. Now, this movie was made was it's reported to have been made for. Fifteen million dollars. Damn. You know what? You're actually making me realize this actually might have been a W for films. Yeah, and because yeah, because you got all these two hundred million dollar, two hundred plus million dollar movies that have just flopped, flopped, yeah. flopped, flopped, flopped. Now, granted, when you make a movie that expensive, you have to also sell a lot more tickets. So. What Godzilla makes, if those movie made, it would probably still be considered a flop. But yeah. the point is, is that it's not so much all the money that it determines whether or not the movie is going to be good or not. Hence, my theory on what Disney should do with Blade. Disney yeah. Marvel should do with yeah. Blade is like make a lower budget movie. Either do a very hard PG-13 or, or push for a rated R. Yeah. Practical effects. The movie doesn't have to make as much for you to make your money back yeah. and, and earn a profit. But they're lost. And, and we've talked about this in previous episode. But Godzilla Minus One is basically an example of, of what of, of, of my theory. You know what it is? Now, now, now I'm starting to see what's happening. So right now, Hollywood is in a state of like... Um, like I guess what would have been the gatekeepers or the 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 guys who like were the money men and and the the elites of Hollywood, they've failed. But the independent like Sound of Freedom made record numbers and like that was a low budget movie. Yeah, from what I understand, so 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 um, Sean Chandler did a video recently. His top ten. Out of the, he uh, rephrase this. He ranked the top ten grossing movies of twenty twenty three. 
So the top 10 grossing movies of 2023, he ranked them. Do you remember? I, I don't remember the whole list, but Sound of Freedom was in there. Competing yeah. with... I was, I was so shocked. Competing with Barbie, competing with Oppenheimer. Yeah. It, yeah. Obviously, it didn't do more money than those movies, but the fact that this movie was even in the top 10 yeah. was mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea that it made that much money. I knew that the movie did well. I knew that people seemed to like it. But I have n- I had no idea that that should made that much. Money. Yeah, yeah, it, it made like an immense amount of cash for something that was not. There was no promotion for it. No, there was no promotion. Like all you had was Mel Gibson saying, "I want you guys to go see yeah. it." Yeah, it's fucking Mel Gibson. Big Mel. <laughs> like, yeah, like I was like, "Oh shit, okay, yeah, it, maybe it, I should what watch I gather, it." All the info for the movie through through media outlets, through through advertisement, Hollywood was basically suppressing it. Yes, yes, suppressed it. Like all of it was suppression, um, and it came out and it beat all odds. And like it was a very good movie. It was kind of a heartbreaking movie uh, in the sense of like the shit because it's real. Child trafficking is real, and when you see the shit. Uh, and you see like the stuff that they were on, like like some of these elites, and it being a true story, you're like, damn, this is this is some dark stuff, and they made it well in the sense of like, it was a movie that you can watch, that's not gonna feel like you're not gonna feel. They didn't overdo it right. when it came to showing like when the children were trafficked and stuff. Like they they alluded to what was happening. But they did a good job of, of uh I, I was I was very very pleased by the movie, by the acting of it, um, and like the budget of it, and then how much it won. I was like, wow. Like uh, or how much it made rather. Like I was I was shocked because like you really like this was like kind of a miracle. Really, like that was a miracle of the year. A miracle in cinema. The, the, the way they were able to push it forward, push it forward, push it forward, push it forward. And now it's like the top 10 grossing films. So, yeah, I guess. You know f- what? Go ahead. Finish yeah. your point. I, uh, yeah. Like now that I'm looking at it even more. Yeah. Like it, it was. I think what it is is like you have to be OK with some household staples and some things that you want it to be good. And the things that, that we've been conditioned, I guess. Yeah, watching is like well, it's gonna be trash. Overall, overall, I thought I thought this year was was pretty decent with movies like the big blockbusters. No, but but again, the only big blockbuster that like I was semi excited for, and that was because I was like, oh well, let's see what like their Marvel is gonna do with Kang. I was kind of excited about Ant-Man, but then once the reviews came out, I never even like watched it. Yeah. I, I, so I didn't see it. Um, but like I wasn't excited about Indiana Jones. I wasn't really excited about any of that other Disney stuff. But Air, I was very excited for Air. And it paid off. Uh, it paid off. Um, I'm a big Ninja Turtles fan. I like Mutant Mayhem. The, oh, I didn't watch that. Yeah, the, it was the animated. I, I, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Um. Uh, what else? I didn't. I there, there was a lot I didn't see though. Uh, it was a pretty busy year actually, but I didn't see Killers of the Flower Moon. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. Yeah. I didn't see Barbie. 
I, I, I wasn't like really enthusiastic about Barbie, uh, but I would watch it just to see like what the hype is about. And then, um, and then I didn't see, I didn't see, uh, Sound of Freedom, but Air, I thought was great. Yeah. Uh, Mutant Mayhem was great. Uh, the sleeper of this year, the sleeper pick for me of this year, Dumb Money. Oh, I saw that you posted about that, but I haven't, uh, actually watched it, but once I saw it, like your review of it, I was like, man, I gotta watch this. This, yeah, this actually yeah, that shit good. was fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. The only thing that kept that movie from being a five-star movie was that other movies have done similar things to that movie and did it a little bit better. But that movie really is an amalgamation of the social network, the the and uh and the big short. Like the the the, the subject matter and the way the movie is made, it, it's like if you put those together and and the movie somehow managed to be as compelling as those two movies. The cast was really good. It was definitely a lower budget cast, but yeah. it was still a very good cast. And uh and the movie was was very interesting and it does a very good job of of displaying like the whole David versus Goliath scenario that took place with the whole uh uh GameStop short squeeze. Yeah. I loved it. I love I absolutely love that movie. Man, I'm gonna it, have to check. It, this it was out. a fantastic movie. Yeah. When did it When did it come out? I don't know. I I saw it on streaming recently, so like it wasn't something that I saw at the theater. I I saw it on streaming, and uh, and I was like, it was something that I had heard about, but I knew it flew under the radar. Yeah. And I was and and I had some time, and I was like, all right, you know, let me let me check this out, because and really what did it for me was the runtime, because. I was like, man, I I could watch Oppenheimer, but the runtime, I could watch Killers of the Flower Moon, but yes. the runtime, and then and then I'm like, I'm not gonna watch Barbie before I watch Killers of the Flower Moon or Oppenheimer, so I'm not gonna watch that. So I was like, I need something with like a, a solid like a runtime that that's convenient for me that I want to see though. I'm not just gonna put anything. And then I was like, oh, this is perfect. I've been wanting to watch this, and I was so glad that I did. Damn, man, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna check Paul that Dano, out. Paul Dano, Paul Dano does a fantastic job. I, I, I don't know if like he will win and should get like nominated or anything because like his role was is like a pretty reserved role. Yeah. But but he delivers the role. He gives the role justice, and and you know he does because it's based on like his character is, is based on a real person. It you know it's it's not a fictitious character. Damn. Yeah, I'm definitely checking that. So, so right now on my list for sure is gonna be Godzilla minus one because I heard good reviews and I keep thinking about it and I keep thinking about a movie like it's the same thing. Like I'll have like a little bit of time and I'm like, let me watch. It was one time I was like, I wanted a chill day. I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to just like fucking wash clothes, like just home shit. And I was like, I'm gonna watch Oppenheimer. Fucking dim the lights. Put my fucking stereo system. Like or the um, the the speakers and all that, and I was like, all right, let's do this. We're watching it, and I watched it. I loved it, but I was like, I can't do this again because I I tried watching the the Killers of the Flower Moon, and it's like, you need time. In, interruptions, and it's like I don't want to watch something. Yeah, I, I want to watch it all the way through as one piece. That's kind of the greatness of the movie theater. 
is that you yes. you're forced to you know yeah yeah because it's like you can't people can't call this and that nope. and and it's like man it's Sometimes it's hard to like just get a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I watch like little short movies or like episodes of stuff. Yeah, and so, um, like the Godzilla one, I feel it's, it can't be that long. And then Dumb Money, I feel would be like in the scope of something realistic, not like three hours. So, um, I'm definitely gonna watch those. I'm gonna put those on my playlist. Anything else that you could think of that you'd want to watch from this year? Well, just the ones that I mentioned, uh, Sound of Freedom, I haven't watched, Killers of the Flower Moon, haven't watched Barbie and Oppenheimer. There we go. Yeah. It, it's funny. So I ended up watching like the more, the more like less mainstream movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and like. But those, the, sometimes those are the best. Yeah. Yeah. Because like those are the ones that like they fly under the radar. So, oh, and Godzilla minus one, but that recently came out. That yeah. came out. I want to say December first. I haven't seen that. So we we talking about all these W's. What are some L's? Like what are L's of the year? Well, one for sure is that Colorado shit. Because like I feel now, and what I mean about the Colorado shit is Colorado's uh, was it their Supreme Court? Y- yeah. yeah, they they voted for to take uh, Trump Donald off Trump the off the ballot, and I feel like now it's like that that moment where you're like okay they're going to do anything the gloves are coming off yeah, yeah 100%. they're going to do anything 100% the gloves are coming off yeah i think that shit will like easily get overturned in the supreme court because you're punishing somebody for something that they haven't been convicted of yet yeah that to me is like illegal be and unconstitutional beyond illegal and unconstitutional the man is currently in trial yeah. for this. We live in a country where you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. So how are you substantiating your decision to remove him from a ballot for something? Because they, because it's supposedly the Fourteenth Amendment is like if an an insurrectionist can't run for president or whatever. But like, yeah. But he hasn't been found guilty yeah. of anything crazy yeah it's but nuts. The, you're 100 percent right the gloves the gloves are definitely coming out yeah and so to me it go, it shows you the lengths in which people will go to stop this man um I, I was pointing something out to my mom the other day so and and i i i urge anybody to do this um so the year 1968 is considered the year that changed America in a lot of ways. That's the year that MLK was assassinated. That's the year that Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated. That was an election year. The election between, uh, um, was it, uh, well, Nixon and, and LBJ, um, that was a wild time. Yeah. And so... Kind of around the time of the Joker, no? The movie. I think it was a little bit later. Later, yeah. right? But, but what's funny what's funny about it is there's a lot... So there, there's uh, a, a CNN four-part documentary called 1968, The Year That Changed America. It's four parts. And 
if it's it's well produced and if you watch that documentary and granted the documentary doesn't point this out because it was made in in 2018 but if you watch that documentary you'll see that there's a lot of things from that era that parallel today and it's it's super super eerie so i'll give you an example give you an example so so in 1968 Nixon ran. So Nixon was was vice president to Dwight D. Eisenhower. And he and Nixon well, after Dwight D. Eisenhower in the 64 election, the, he he served his two terms. So the, the election was between Nixon and, and John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Which many people consider that to be the first stolen election. That a yeah. lot of people consider that election. In in fact, even Boardwalk Empire talks about it. Yeah, lot, there, there's a lot of, of of history out there to suggest that that election was stolen from Nixon. Yeah. Also, the fact that Kennedy was like very inexperienced and relatively unknown compared to Nixon, whom was the vice president for a very successful presidency. The Eisenhower was a very the the Dwight D Eisenhower presidency was a yeah. very successful presidency. So it's like we have a, a great president. This is my vice president. Everybody's expecting this dude to be president. Yeah. Kennedy, a relatively unknown, comes in and wins. What 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 does that resemble? Trump, successful presidency, Biden comes in by a lot of people consider that election to be stolen. Yeah. It, so, so the 2020 would be reminiscent of the the 64 election. Trump runs again in 2024. No, Nixon ran again in 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 68. Yes, except that Trump was president and Nixon was vice president. Yes. Now, it gets more interesting. It gets more interesting. The establishment candidate. Lyndon B. Johnson, today the establishment candidate, uh, Joe Biden for yes. the Democrats. The the candidate deviating from the establishment on the left, Robert Kennedy. <laughs> the candidate uh, uh, deviating from the establishment, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Democratic National Convention, Chicago. 24 Chicago damn it, it's that, it's sort that, of like it, it's sort of like almost written Roger Stone was was uh was an advisor to Nixon Roger Stone's an advisor to Trump yeah there's there's a lot of chaos around oh, the Roger world Roger Stone loved Nixon yeah there's a lot of chaos around the world there's a lot of chaos around the world now yeah like it, it, it's like a lot of like things that that are are very reminiscent yeah. of uh and, and parallel that yeah that, that's that's crazy i gotta watch that yeah and you know we talked about this a, a while back and you were telling me that a lot of like cnn's uh documentaries when it comes to like the years and culture during the uh different eras are actually pretty solid and i remember you telling me about the 1968 one so yeah that, that's that's crazy so I what, one like thing though that because I, I I wanted to I wasn't a hundred percent correct. So originally it was Nixon running against Lyndon B. Johnson, but once Kennedy entered the race, 
there was a lot of pressure from the Democratic Party. So Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson withdrew. Oh. And then obviously Kennedy was assassinated. So Lyndon B. Johnson's vice president, Herbert Humphrey. And then the, so the official election, most most of the campaigning was Nixon going against either either Johnson or or Kennedy. But in the end, it ended up the official election was between John, uh, Nixon and Herbert Humphrey. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's still, the parallels are still very crazy. Like, uh, I feel like you get a lot of, well, they always say history repeats itself. So in a way, you see where culture's at, what people care about. Yeah. You know, because of the way the culture is. And so, yeah, and, and I feel like the gloves are off with this Colorado thing. So that's a big also, L. Also, another thing, another thing, that election, Nixon beat Reagan. So Reagan in the primary, Nixon yeah. beat Reagan. But it was basically like what, what like brought Reagan to like, to like, to the spotlight. Vivek? <laughs> exactly. You know now, I, do you think that if Vivek were to drop off, do you think that it'd be a good idea to make him a vice president? I mean, I love the sound of it, I but I, I don't know how much... Okay, it's in, it's interesting that you bring this up because it's actually a, a, a very good conversation. I like the sound of Vivek being vice president, 100%. It makes me feel good about about what the future could be. Yeah. Uh, you think, all right, Trump four years, Vivek eight years. I mean, that's like the ideal situation, right? Yeah. But then you you stop and think well, Vivek doesn't really bring a lot that Trump doesn't already possess. You yeah. know, maybe 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 once we see some like exit poll data, maybe we could say, well, Vivek is bringing like younger voters that yeah. could be worth it. But we don't have anything to like really back that up as of right now. Yeah. The flip side of the coin that like you're seeing a lot of people talk about and I don't feel great about it is the is there's a lot of people saying that Trump might pick Nikki Haley for oh, vice president. Oh god no. I, I, I hell no. And, and, and it's funny cuz at the turning point USA thing that was that last week where we covered that yeah. blue pill shit. Well, they had like a little podcast um and Tucker was on there and uh and he was saying that that he won't vote for Trump if he picks Haley as his vice yeah. president. Yeah, actually, damn, I would not be compelled to vote for him. I'll say that if but, Nikki Haley was his vice president, because at that point, what we're setting up now is Trump is only a four-year president. To have Nikki Haley, yeah, nah. and that's that's what's scary. Like to me, to me. It's like I could rock with Nikki Haley being vice president if I knew after her, after Trump, it definitely wouldn't be her for president. Yes, but it's going to be. I, I could deal with that. Yeah. But like we don't we don't know what it's going to be. To me, that's... But on the flip side, if we're looking at it rationally, she basically brings everything that Trump would need. Yeah. You think yeah. about it. She's a woman. Yeah. He doesn't do as great with women. So... She brings a little bit more of the woman vote. A lot of women and a lot on the left seem to like her. Because yeah. like, if you notice the polls that she does good, and when we talked about this, yeah. we broke it down. And, and, it, and in fact, it was you that kind of theorized that you feel like when she is brought up in the poll, 
so Trump versus Biden, Trump doesn't really take any votes away from Biden. Yeah. But you feel you were theorizing that basically it looks like in the polls, Nikki Haley does take Trump's away, does take votes away from Biden. So if that's true, we don't know because sometimes these polls are bullshit. But if that is true, then she does add to the ticket. Yeah. Then if Trump wants to be focused on some like America first stuff. You have her that's kind of more like like concerned internationally. Yep. So then that kind of balances out the ticket. You coupled with the fact that like they do have a working history together. And then you couple that with the fact that like the left likes where she stands on abortion. Yeah. It's like she does bring a lot to the and if her poll if her numbers are 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 accurate in the polls. In some polls, she's she's already starting to beat DeSantis. So yeah, yeah, I, it, it, I I see the the argument for it. I guess to me, it's just like for four years of Trump, we'd be ushering in the establishment Republicans, which are on their last legs now. Yeah, and so that I see why Tucker Carlson would be like, "Nah, fuck that. Let them die as they should," you know. Um, and then, and we'll go from there. And yeah. Like that's the only way that I, but then, but then it's like, do you risk, do you want another four years of Biden? God damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now what's crazy is, I don't know if I, I think I've told you about this before. <sighs> I read this a long time ago and I, I, man, I'd have to go so far back in my Apple news history to find this article, but I read this article before and it's weird because like how, Things are are materializing. It's a crazy prediction. I read this article about it was it was about Blake Masters. It was is is around the 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 midterms. Yeah, it was about Blake Masters and like how close he is with Peter Thiel. Yeah, and the article talked about Blake Masters and Peter Thiel. And the, the the report, and it was one of those articles where where the the journalists like actually spent time with these guys. You know yeah. how like they have those certain those certain interviews where it's like the the journalists actually spent like a week with the person. Yeah, it was one of those. Like it's like expose or whatever. And yeah. um, somebody in their circle, in Peter Thiel and Blake Master circle told the reporter with a lot of conviction that Nikki Haley will be the first female president of the United States. And, and, you know, a lot of these people that hang around in those, those, those circles, these are very forward thinking people. Yeah. Yeah. And so somebody could have put that together, be like, all right, Trump is going to make a comeback, but he's going to need to, he's probably going to need to be uh, 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 different on abortion or pivot on abortion than many Republicans. Yeah. If you if they already knew Nikki Haley's stance on abortion, so they might have already been playing like that 4D chess in their mind. Is like, all right. Well, this these are the next logical moves. Yeah. Trump gets reelected. He serves one term. V- Nikki Haley's his vice president. Yeah. Boom. Nikki Haley's the first female president. I I mean I could see it. But I guess this is, I guess, the moment where you choose if you're going to use a stylus for the iPhone or if you're going to use the finger. And if you're going to use the finger, <laughs> She's great. you're going to go with, you're not going to go with Nikki Haley. It, but, I mean, I could see, okay, an iPhone would have worked with a stylus 
and but you fuck know all that. Yeah, but so I I see where the argument is, and I see like a lot of good things. <laughs> it, it's in so the sense. great you said that, and and what's so great about it is like. I, I totally understand it, but there's so many people that like that shit that that analogy would like went right over their head. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, true. And so I mean, just a quick backstory. That was like the biggest uh, thing with Steve Jobs before like releasing the iPhone. Where, where one of the biggest points was like he didn't want to use the stylus. Um, I think it's even in the movie. In, in in the movie with uh it's like Fosbender. it's like briefly referenced yeah yeah but like if if uh and i mean obviously it's no uh secret we look at great minds we we were as a as a podcast and we're enthralled by like what makes it work what is it that and so i think that like that little that little difference was what made the iPhone, the iPhone. Yeah. Well, it, it's a culmination of those little differences. Yeah. And so you, you, when you look at it, like it looks easy. And that's when, when, when you can make something so complicated look so easy. Yeah. That's when you know you've had something like you have something that's going to be like, like life changing, you know, like revolutionary. And I think right now, I think the safe thing it is to have Nikki Haley as vice president. And I would even say that there's a lot of argu- like good arguments, like like the points that you made. I think that, yes, he she would help in certain segments. And I think that there's the people in that many, are just going to vote. In many, yeah. basically, we can't, Everywhere he's we, weak. we can't underestimate that she basically adds to every department where he's not, where yes. he's weak. Yeah. So, and, and like that, you can't underestimate. Now, Granted, I'm not here selling a Nikki Haley vice presidency endorsement. That's not what I want. But what I am saying, if you look at the situation pragmatically, yeah. she does bolster him in all of his weaker areas. Yes. Which, as we know, the left will do anything in their power to cheat their way in. So you got to also look look and take that into consideration. But then you, I think you'd be stunting like a lot of the Trump like Republicans is growth. Cause like you, you have a young Vivek, like he's in our age group, he's a millennial. And so at the cost of what? And yeah. so these are things that you got to think about when making a decision. And I, and I think that Tucker, I think that's probably what he's thinking. Like, okay, what route are we taking? Uh, if we go her, her route, then it's really like, kind of preparing the presidency for her yeah and so um it's another it's another like the bush it's the neocons the neocons are back in power and so it's crazy it's crazy actually watching the the tucker carlson um christmas episode with uh kevin spacey um i i watched like a, a few episodes but i never really like Gave it a chance, but I would want to go back because uh, uh, they were saying that a lot of politicians, a lot of uh, House of Representatives, like they say, like that show encapsulates what goes on. Yeah, like almost to a T. It's a, f- it's fictitious, but it's real. Like it's as real as it gets when it comes to like the backdoor, de- you know, backdoor yeah. deals and this and that. And so I'd like to give it a chance just to see like 
how dirty this game really and wasn't is. Wasn't there something as funny as it was and as interesting as that interview was? There was something that was sort of like cryptic, like like there was like it felt like there were like some hidden messages. Yeah, in it, yeah. Right? <laughs> I, at least I felt like that because yeah. I was like, wait, well, what? Because even when, like when he mentioned Vivek. I don't know. Like, it's just something eerie. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Kevin Spacey's like uh, Christmas tradition. Because now it's a tradition. What do they say after two years is a tradition or something like that? Um, so it's a Christmas tradition for Kevin Spacey to come out with, with this character. As Frank Underwood. Yeah, yeah. Fra- Frank Underwood. And, and do like a Christmas uh, <laughs> post. So it just happened to be funny that Tucker was in on the third. This is the third one, right? Or the fourth. I think it's the third one. Yeah. And, and so and it's funny because Kevin Spacey, he was like so like irreverent about how the public feels about him because he even like cracked that 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 joke about like uh <laughs> about like I mean it, it it sounded like sort of like a gay reference where he was like where Tucker's like uh oh well I've never tried I've never tried that and then uh and then uh <laughs> Kevin Spacey's like, well, you're not the first guy to tell me that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was eerie, but cryptic, but also funny. But yeah, it yeah. Was, it, was, it was crazy. And, but, but people, I guess people, you were saying people like had a problem with it. Yeah, like if you looked at the comments, like a lot of people had a problem. I was like, man, these motherfuckers need to get a life. Like, yeah. it's clearly like very lighthearted in spirit. Yeah. And furthermore, Kevin Spacey was found not guilty. So, like, what exactly, like, are you going off of that he's, like, you know, yeah. they're like, oh, he's a pedophile, this and that. It's like, well, the mother was found not guilty. Like, so I don't know, like, what, what else do you want? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's uh, it's crazy. It's going to be a crazy year. And 2023 was an interesting year, uh, to say the least. I feel like one thing that that and this is a good segue into the next uh, segment, like one thing that really showed itself very evident was the dichotomy between red pill and blue pill this year. Yes. And and how that continues to shape what's going on in in. not only in society, but like now it's spilling into politics more and more. Yes. yes like the is. fact that like that shit at Turning Point USA, we covered it, like the, the blue pill shit that, that Benny Johnson and, and um Charlie Kirk were saying. But like a lot of people online were commenting on that. Like, yeah, like what are these guys talking about? Like and and, and it's funny because I don't know if you saw I posted this on Instagram. I posted that clip from the gambler. Where yes, I did. Where where I yeah. and I said, tell Benny Johnson or tell the Tradcons, this is how you become an immovable mountain. And then like, whereas John Goodman basically saying like, yeah, you get you get um you know you 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 basically you do the right things with your money. You put it in accounts to pay your taxes. You pay off your house. You get a cheap car. And that's like, and then you're able to operate from a position of fuck you. Like, yeah. so basically you get your money up, you do the right things, you make the right moves, you make the right investments, and then you're able to start taking risks to grow your money. And that's how, that's how you do it. Like not telling these motherfuckers, get married and have more kids than you can afford. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, dude, like you're, you're going to turn these motherfuckers into like 
into uh, uh, cooks. uh and and debt slaves and yeah well yeah you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be in a position where we're like that's a miserable marriage yeah you're a debt slave bro like your wife don't fuck you you uh slave away you're miserable let's 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 be honest here let's be honest like most most relationships don't work because of finances let alone marriages mm-hmm. and so like are we are we not gonna address the elephant in the room or are you gonna just be like fuck it fuck that elephant <laughs> which is what benny johnson's saying and so uh moving forward as generation z gets older as weird as they are they're also going to mold and shape because like if you look at the prominence of let's say an andrew tate right the most googled man last year i want to say and uh i find that interesting because a lot of people look at him as like a hardcore misogynist so but that's an answer to something that's a rebel against something it's against the status quo and it's kind of taking the power back for 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 young men in the sense of like how you view the world it's not a feminine uh outlook to say the least and so that tells you something about the younger generation and what they deem like where they see gaps yeah and so they're going to make observations on like the men that mold society and the men that are doing well and then they're going to see like well what route do i take a traditional route or do I focus on my purpose, right? And again, this guy, the reason, uh, the most interesting uh, situation of all, all of this is the fact that younger kids, because like when we listen, when we've listened to Andrew Tate, it was never like, oh my God, it's just revolutionary. And I was like, no, we've been on that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Dude is going off and he's making content and he blew up. On the same shit, same mentalities, a lot of the same mentalities that we have. Yeah. Be tough, work hard, have a purpose. The women come with that. Like, this is not brand new shit for us. This is who we've been. But a lot of the millennial men have went different routes. Yeah. And so... Uh, and, and I think what you're saying is, 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 is so solid because you think about how loosely the word misogynist is thrown around and then to the point where you you see the the fresh and fit situation they okay. show up on flagrant all all millennials fresh and fit are are millennials andrew schultz is a millennial uh uh that indian dude on the the blue pilled ass indian short dude is a is a millennial and you see how upset they were at Fresh and Fit for something that, and I, and when we were in pre-production, and I pointed it out to you, I was like, "Do you have a problem with what they said?" You were like, "No, like what?" Yeah. I, you were like, "I don't even see the point of this conversation." And what is it that they said so that people have an idea? So basically, Fresh and Fit, they were on there. They, it was a moment that this was some time ago. This was like like a while ago, but this situation is what sparked the current beef between the guys at flagrant which is andrew schultz's podcast and fresh and fit 
uh, uh, on Fresh and Fit show, they said, and mind you, I'm not the biggest Fresh and Fit fan. Yeah. I think sometimes they have some good guests. I think sometimes they make some valid points. I think also there have been some things throughout the, the, the course of their fame that have been a little bit bitch made. Like when they wanted to like flag people for like com- uh for like basically like if they people did video essays on them or yeah. shit like that. So so I have my criticisms of them, but what I will say is as of late they have been treated unfairly. They've been treated unfairly by by YouTube for demonetizing them and they yeah. and like definitely this with this this flagrant uh uh and Andrew Schultz situation. So anyway, on their show uh they apparently said it in a joking manner but it went viral where they said that they don't date ghetto black girls yeah that's it yeah and apparently the guys at and and, and they used they used um uh certain i guess adjectives that some people consider to be racist or the way they describe some of these ghetto black girls they considered to be racist. Like they were like, oh, they don't, we don't date Shanene or Shaniqua or, or whatever the case. Yeah. So they went to flagrant. They were asked about it. And one of the, the background black dudes, like he's not like one of the two main hosts, but like he's, he's shown on the show for whatever reason. Cause he contributes nothing. Yeah. Uh, same thing with that white dude with the long hair. It's like, why are they there? They're just like silent. Um, they, <laughs> they really are useless though. Yeah. I'm not it, even it's trying to like, pay. It, it's just like the the two. Remember the two dudes that used to be with Joe Budden? Yeah. I was like, who are you, motherfuckers? Where are you guys at now that you're not with? Do them? you do you know those two motherfuckers? Like they have their own because you know Joe Budden. He beefed with them. Yeah. Like yeah. They have their own show now. That shit is awful. Like yeah. It's so crazy. Like it, it's so. I guess it's different because like we're in the podcast space. Yeah. And like we're very animated guys, but sometimes I see like some of these shows that are big, and I'm like, I don't understand how this like how this is successful. I don't get this. I don't get it at all. But anyway, but but anyway, uh, so those two guys, they're like that. It's like, yeah. why are you here? What do you no. like? You contribute nothing. It's like, I I would much rather like there be like two good looking women because it's least yeah. is like oh well. They're good-looking women. Yeah. Like, they contribute nothing, but it's better to look at than these two <laughs> ugly-ass dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway. I feel like, you ever seen that meme with the little giant, with the big-ass giant kid? He's like, get the fuck out of my room! <laughs> get out of my room! Like, Ernie was, like, really obsessed with that video. That's what I feel like telling them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to send that shit to you. But, but apparently, they were very, like, they were very upset with Fresh and Fit for uh, what they said in regards to not wanting to date ghetto black women and and some of the description of 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 uh of these hypothetical ghetto black women so they went on the show and these guys are grilling them about that and fresh and fit are basically like well like I don't get why you guys are making such a big deal about it it was sort of a joke yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, so you didn't mean it? So why don't you say you didn't mean it?" And they're like, "No, we mean it. We were just saying it in a joking way." And and it just became a thing. It's like, what, are you not entitled to have standards? Are you not entitled yeah. to have a preference? But they and, and and 
they were then Fresh and Fit went on another podcast where they started to describe their experience on the flagrant uh podcast and they and I think uh Fitz said it was he's like they were virtue signaling. They were basically like trying to appeal to the left or something or yeah. like some like it it, 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 it did seem very agenda driven. Yeah, it was agenda driven and it was like, bro, I already told you I don't regret it. I said it. And why do you care so much? Yeah. No, but come on. Come on, man. We're all old here. We're all like, shut the fuck up. Like, we we are old. We are adults. I said what I said. I live by what I said. I said it in a joking manner. It is not my job to, to explain to you guys why I say things or how I say things. But if you ask me about it, I've answered. Let's keep it pushing. That's that's it. that's it. But it was like it was constant. Like, come on. But you know, yeah. Come on. But you know what I'm talking about. Like, you should at least say that you misspoke. That you misspoke. They're like, nah, we didn't. Like, we- <laughs> it's like, what, what the fuck? That that is very bitch made though, because like, if someone says something, I don't agree with it. That's fine. Yeah. All right, cool. Dude said it. He likes to fucking you know, do whatever the fuck it is that he does. That's weird as fuck to me. But he said it clearly. <laughs> yeah. Leave it be. <laughs> On to the next topic. And and so and then and then. The little Indian dude, he goes on to say, he's like, he's like, yeah, because I, I, I watched some of your content and you said that the nuclear family is falling apart. So you advised not men, not just not to get married. And he's like, oh, that's so immature. That's so immature. And it's and it's like, well, are you are you contextualizing like the situation out there? And then it's funny to me. I, I love it when like blue pill people and then we criticize the trad cons, these motherfuckers, yeah. all these blue pill people just like are, are, are selling men the notion of marriage. Like it's like, it's just like, so such an easy thing that you're not like that in the end, like it's, it's all going to be okay. And it's and for not. a lot of men, it's not. Do you see? Did you see that shit with Destiny now? Have Have you kept up with it? Oh no, new new no. shit. So oh, basically, basically, know. he did a stream recently that that he said, and it's so funny because he's basically starting to admit that the red pill guys are right. He and it's so wild. And like Joker did, Better Bachelor did a video on no. it. He was like that because because supposedly now the girl is saying that he was abusive. And that and that she moved to the United States for such and such time, and apparently she still had an apartment in Sweden in her name. So he Sweden. so he owes her a hundred thousand dollars. So all this stuff that this dude like was oh this wouldn't happen to me these red pill guys like basically like everything that like the red pill motherfuckers warned you not only from her like getting down with other guys but yeah. like now the money situation because fuck wh- who cares about her getting down with other guys there's other women never yeah. cared you can't possess Plus, somebody you can't control it who Dusty cares never cared about that anyway yeah according to him but now it's like all of this other stuff that they warned you about yeah so my point is my point is if, if this shit can happen to fucking kanye west if this shit can happen to destiny if this shit can happen to all of tom brady this is these motherfuckers, so when Fresh and Fit go on there and say, hey guys, maybe don't get married. Or if you are going to get married, maybe wait a very long time. Like, Or and, don't and, get and, with ghetto ass chicks because they're bad news. Somehow, according to the guys on Flavor, they're being corny. Yeah. They're being immature. It's like, 
well how are you substantiating that you're just saying that well because like that's that's like whatever like in your bubble you see but when you look at the wider world it doesn't reflect yeah, that yeah yeah the court the cornball shit to do is to talk shit after they've been demonetized and like you actually look like you you have some kind of gratification because of it yeah because that's exactly how they came off when they had academics. Right, DJ which academics is what there. sparked the beef now because academics, which is a friend, DJ Academics, whom is a friend of Fresh and Fit, went on the Flagrant Podcast. They were, the fla- the guys on the Flagrant Podcast were basically uh, uh, disparaging Fresh and Fit, making fun of them for being demonetized, being very condescending and patronizing. Yeah. Fresh and Fit saw that. And, and and credit to academics, I'm not a big fan of academics. I don't think like a lot of his takes are valid. But I will say he did stand up for his guys. He's like, like, why are y'all laughing? Like he didn't like fight the guys or anything, but he was like, yo, like what why are y'all laughing? Like what what's this? He yeah. he at least pushed back, you know? Yeah. Which which was solid on, on his part. And uh and and they never gave a reason. They never gave a reason like why why they were making fun of them or the Indian or, motherfucker said, Oh, because I'm forty and happy, I don't watch them. Right. Okay, cool. Which which cool shows feet. like like a, a degree of, of of how selfish and like like the solipsism that he operates under where it's like, oh well, me, 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 my world, these things don't apply to me. So like I don't really care about what other men are going through or what the yeah. world, uh, uh, you know, where the state of the world and these and these matters. Yeah. But yet I have so much to say about it. Yeah, but they never really articulated like what their issue was with them. So after that, then we had a, a Twitter spat uh, between the guy Myron from Fresh and Fit, who is is the fit one, and then. And 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 Andrew Schultz and then that that Indian dude, and basically it got to the point where Myron was like, "Well, I'll fight you, motherfuckers." Because so what's up? And it's funny because in pre-production, I said something to you. I was like, "I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about these guys and the flagrant podcast that I don't like." Yeah. And then in pre-production, you sort of illuminated what it was for me that I don't like. And you yeah. were like, what it is you don't like about them is that they're bitch made. Like you could tell that like, these are the type of dudes. And I, and, and I think you're right now that like you articulated it. I'm like, yeah, I think that is what it is. It's like, they're the type of dudes that like are real flip at the mouth, but then it's just like, all right, well, what's up? Like, what's yeah. up? Because you guys got all this shit to say. So like, let's be yeah. on some man shit. And like, you know that they'll fold. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, if Myron saw them, I wouldn't doubt, like, if he's all right. What's up? You were talking shit. Let's handle uh, the. the like, no, 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 no. But like, we were just criticizing you. Like, it wasn't even like that. Like, we should be friends. Like, like we. Why don't we be on the show? Like, they'll, they'll get real friendly real fast. And so, to me, like, if you come off like that, that means you know, <laughs> you're just a bitch made ass guy. Because like, whatever. Whatever I have to say about you, I'll say it to you, to your face. And 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 I'll say this: they did criticize them, but they criticized them in such a weak, pathetic way that like I couldn't even respect that. And then when these guys have had kind of a, a bit of a downfall for the for the moment, now you guys are celebrating while they're down. 
because while they're down, oh, it's as cool as it's fine as dandy. And it's like, well, there, there, there are repercussions to shit like that. Because like, like me, I wouldn't even say I'll fight you, motherfuckers. I'll be like, all right, cool. I will take a mental note on the moment that they said this, and I know I'm gonna see them. I know I'm gonna see them somewhere at some event. It's cool. And then from there, that's when we'll handle it. We'll handle it. And then, and then, and then, and then that's it. But I'm gonna be quiet about it. Myron, obviously. Because, you know, and I feel like they're in the position where they're kind of fighting up. Like, they're fighting, yeah. they're, they're trying to fight their way up. I think he was coming at it from the from an emotional aspect. Like, this pisses me off. And I think that he has some validity in it because, like, first of all, they did kind of um, trick them to get on the show to do that to them. Yeah. Because you could tell that that, that that episode was to, like, corner them yeah and make them feel like some type of way and it's like a hundred percent like you could tell that they probably knew that they would talk about it but they didn't know that it was gonna be some sort of like fucking uh 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 like congressional hearing type grilling (laughs) where like like that what the fuck like and and it's like it's 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 um and so coming from them they were like all right these motherfuckers are kind of weird and and so when andrew uh, Schultz was like, you know what? Should we air it or like, do you guys not want me to air it? They were on some real shit. Like, yeah, air it, air the video. That's fine, right? And, and then, you and I felt the same. We were like, w- I don't feel like they said anything to be ashamed of. Yeah, that. And then it was funny because the video that you that you had uh, that you were playing, the guy that was commentating, he was saying like, oh, they grilled them. They, they didn't do none of that. Like they didn't agree. And, like, they were in total disagreement, as a matter of fact. And they even, like, I would say they were get, they were the ones getting upset that, that kind of looked bad because they're so upset on shit that, you know, other men are saying. Ain't, I, like, I don't have time to be upset about what And what's what so funny saying. about it is, like, all you motherfuckers, like, all you motherfuckers are married or, like, got a bitch at home. Why do you even care? Yeah. Why do you, you know what I'm saying? Crazy, like the the black dude with the with the was it was it braids or dreads? I don't remember. But anyway, his ass was just a straight pussy because like, uh, you he was just like in the background. You're a nobody. No one's talking to you. Like every now and again they'll address you, but you just keep like trying to attack them or say like, oh yeah, we're like you guys. We have opinions. You're not like us. You're not like us. Who's us though? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> like. Who is this guy? And so that to me, like, you got to humble yourself because like, you, you're not like, like, these are self-made. These two motherfuckers run their own show. You're like the fourth guy out. <laughs> you're, <laughs> exactly. You're like, on the cutting room Somebody's floor. carrying you. Yeah, somebody's carrying you, so shut the fuck up. Like, it'd be like if we were doing the show and we had two guys that, like, every now and again, like, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right, K-Cartoon. RX Phonics. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Rx Phonics makes a valid point, and that's all they say. Like that's shut ba- the yeah, fuck you're up. Right. They're, they're like minions. You're you're hundred. But that's basically who these motherfuckers are. Yeah, and so to me, that's where I feel like at some point, you know, if you're Andrew Schultz, if you're gonna be with the Indian motherfucker, I don't know his name because I don't really watch the podcast, so I'm gonna call him Indian motherfucker for now until I've rem- yeah. what is his name. The name is Zing, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a departed reference. 
You keep calling me Abu. The name is Jing, motherfucker. <laughs> you, say, you say you're my friend. You don't even know my name. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like if it's going to be uh, Zing and fucking <laughs> Andrew Schultz, like let them do their thing, you know? Like, because the Indian guy, he contributes. Like, not like he's amazing, but like, at least like they're always talking. But in watching even the show, when when you were showing it to me, like the other guys are just kind of in the background, and so everybody has a style. Like one thing I'll give, like the fucking uh, those NBA guys on TNT. I don't watch it, the b- basketball. I don't give a fuck about it. But like Shaq has his own personality. Um, who is it? Uh, Chuck? Like Charles Barkley. Oh, Charles Barkley. Yeah, he 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 has uh, his own personality. But then the, the other guys like Chuck. Hotter. I don't know their names, uh, but they all have. Yeah, I know what you're, you're a talking about. Flair to them that they bring something to the show. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. It's Shaq doing Shaq things, Charles Barkley doing Charles Barkley things, and so like when it's a show with four people and everyone has their own like character, like okay, cool. Like I remember them for them, and so uh, when we have Vince on the show, who is not even on the show all the time, he has his own. He always brings a different dynamic. So, yeah. like, if, if if he came on the show and he's like, you know what? I'm going to be one of the apes. Yeah, this makes sense, though. Because, yeah. like, he brings something to the table yeah, that we don't. Yeah, some, like, random background, dude. Yeah. yeah, of course. He asked, like, some, like, Vince asked some cold-ass questions. And he'll have his own perspective on things. And then he he's very good at playing devil's advocate. So, it's like, he would be great on the show if, if he wanted to. And he, would, he wouldn't be... The dude with the dreads or that white guy that's fucking looks like a surfer guy, but like they don't contribute anything. And so I'm not saying have, um, don't have a lot of people, but like these motherfuckers. Right. Well, shut the perfect fuck up. example is like the PBD podcast. Yes. They like that. That everybody contributes. Yeah. That's and it's it's funny. Like um, like it's funny you compare those four goofies on flagrant and then the PBD and it's just like it's day and night. Yeah. Yeah. But it's next level because PBD like they're like. They've been there le- uh, like a way way less time than fl- flagrant, and they've ascended. Like no, I think I think well, I don't know about the PBD podcast. I know va- I think Valuetainment has been around longer. Oh, have they than flagrant? Okay. But it's just, it's a, it's a way better like caliber of, of of material, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so to me, like I I I would definitely be on the fresh and fit side because. It's interesting to me. Yeah, I agree. The, the, I'm on the fresh and fit side too. But it's interesting to me how, th- like, I feel like red pill guys are not threatened by the blue pill, but like blue pill guys, they seem very threatened by red pill guys. Yeah, yeah, they they seem like uh, what's the word like? I don't I don't I don't know how to I don't know what character I could think of that like they're like Samuel L on uh fucking uh Django. They say, like, bro, why are you worried about fucking uh Jamie Foxx's character? But it's because they see that this motherfucker's free free. Yeah. Like this motherfucker does whatever he like, yeah, I did that. I went to that plantation, blew all those motherfuckers half dead. Who said, who said what? Yeah, ain't nobody like, I'm 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 me, uh. So I'm I'm Django, and so 
these motherfuckers are like slaves to to this shit. Like yeah, like all these guys are. Oh, but what would women say? Who gives a fuck what women would say? I, they said it, and that's it. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what the girl. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. So you get the guys who they speak like. This is how I feel. It is what it is. Either you get with it or you don't. That's fine. That you can have your own opinions. I can never say that around my wife. Yeah, yeah. And so they feel like almost repressed in certain ways. They don't realize it, but like you said, Destiny, he thought he had it all figured out. Yeah. Like, oh, I got, you know, my chick sleeps around. I sleep around. I will never get divorced. Yeah, all these red pill guys. And now you're starting to see that the red pill, you know, they have valid points. Yeah. They have valid points on the way the world works. And so, whether you like it or not, the points are coming from... And a, what's wild is Destiny didn't get a prenup. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> this is fucking crazy. And so, so these, are, these are things that, like, when you criticize... I wouldn't say that he was ever threatened, though. And I'll give him that. Like, I've always respected that he, he'll come in, talk about shit. No, yeah. Destiny, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, like, it's funny. Like, the guy who, who's the cuck has more balls than all these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Destiny, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I heard or read somewhere he's supposed to be debating Shapiro sometime. Yeah, you were telling me. Yeah. And and so I think, like, okay, you know, like, I like that he has balls, but, like, your outlook, you know, that's where the criticism on the guys, like, that they, they feel like they have to tell you that change your words. Because that's what they were doing on that podcast. But yeah, 100%. You say that you misspoke. Say that you misspoke, and then like uh, say you were you were a bad boy. Acknowledge you did. Yeah, yeah, it, no. that's exactly what it was. Yeah, like I, I guess like and, and and what's crazy is that they went about it. Fresh and Phil went about it from the perspective of like, no, like we're bad boys. Like that's what we do. Like I kind of want to talk like that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna talk more like that. Like kept it pretty much short and sweet. Like this is what we said. That's fine. I'm not changing it. Let's move forward now. And, and like when you're sure of what you believe, and I'm not saying that, that they're right all the time, but they, they're sure in, in their convictions, they believe in it, and they say it, and they don't feel any regret about it. And so I respect that. And, and uh, it's interesting because, like, so they got demonetized, right? And then they obviously started, like, doing, like, a lot less activity on YouTube but they're starting. They're they're having a, a a pretty solid rise on Rumble. It's wild. The other day I was watching this video where like it it was it basically showed the numbers of they they were they were doing a live stream. It it wasn't like through the Fresh and Fit channel. It was like another channel, but it it was displaying the numbers of their live stream, and they were doing it simultaneously on on Rumble and and uh, and and YouTube. They had 7,000 viewers on YouTube. They had 10,000 on Rumble. And now what they did to bypass, because, you know, they can't get super chats on, on, on YouTube. They have a website where on the video it says freshandfitsuperchat.com where you could go to the website and donate through. the And then and then it leaves it. It, it shoots the comment oh. into the. So. <laughs> So, so it's yeah. interesting because, because like, it's like, these my words, you make fun of these guys, but like you guys are like, cause even Andrew Schultz said it uh, when, when, uh, I don't think you saw that part, but academics, he was like, oh, you guys aren't on rumble. And, and Schultz is like, nah, like very like, like dismissive. Like, why would we be on rumble? 
and, and, and then Schultz is like, well, I think it's good because like what YouTube is doing, yeah, like people are okay with it because it's like a lot of people they don't like, but eventually like it'll affect everybody. Yeah. And it will, it will because what will eventually happen is like eventually either, it'll, one of two things will happen. Either like YouTube will get so lame that like everybody that's great is on Rumble and then and then then that the YouTube is gonna be like, damn, fuck it, we gotta like change change how we do yes. things because because like uh, too like Rumble is like taking too much of the market share, or they're gonna just like double down harder on these guys, and then eventually guys like Flagrant are gonna get uh, demonetized or flagged or or whatever. Eventually, you know what I'm saying. So my point is, my point is, is like. But because these dudes are so establishment, you know, in the sense of like, oh, well, we're on YouTube. Like, why do we need to be on Robo? And like, and like, so in their bubble, not realizing like, dude, do you, you, the fact that you're in the podcast world and you have to ask, why do you have to be on Rumble? Like, are you not aware of the world you're in? And like all these motherfuckers that get banned and flagged and, but again, that's the type of motherfuckers these are. But then you look at Fresh and Fit. Who they were hit with a setback and look at how their mind works is all right, how are we gonna work around this yep. to the point now where we have more more viewers on Rumble. We still get the shit on people on YouTube, so that we're getting some views. Yeah. But all of it is really designed to like gravitate people from YouTube to Into, to yeah. Rumble. And like it what they'll do is they'll they'll do stuff where where they'll be on they'll be on uh uh like they'll do like a partial on YouTube, and then they'll tell people, all right, well, like, now we're going to get into, like, the real shit, so join us at Rumble, basically. Yep, yeah. Rumble's going to get bigger. You know, we said that last year. We're like, wow, Rumble is looking promising, and now that they're bringing these people, now the next thing, going into 2024, perhaps, maybe 2025, is we might start seeing if there's more people that get, like, demonetized, will... My question is, will people start shunning YouTube. So like, no, I'm not going to be on YouTube. I'm going to be on Rumble. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like I'm not. So you catch me where you catch me. If not, I'm out. When we start like rolling out like more more video content, I've thought about that. Like I've started to think about like, is it even worth putting it on YouTube? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like it gets to the point where it says, like, you know how they're going to respond eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would I would definitely use YouTube but not even give a fuck about monetization and just be who we are. Like it, more like an advertisement. Yeah. Like, oh, and everything would be rumble. Yeah. Even like the little logos and shit. Yeah. Rumble, 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 rumble. Cause like, let's be honest here. We wouldn't, we wouldn't last long on YouTube. Cause like these motherfuckers are just like, no, you gotta be our, a certain type of influencer. No, we're going to be our type of influencers. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it, it's uh, it's real interesting, and it's like it's crazy because you see the type of dudes these are, and and it's respectable, like you know how they've been able to like circumvent certain things. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Crazy. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about anything that you know somebody 
would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We're out. Peace. Peace.